What about your mother and dad, Caroline asked. Didn't you promise them you'd stay here all summer? This must be the problem Mr. Rustin had meant. Lelina wanted to go home sooner than originally planned, and she had an appointment with a big, important modeling agency. The Rustins would think that was a problem, too. My parents will understand, Lelina fluttered her fingers, a dismissing gesture. They'll see that I have to get on with my life. Get on with my life, Caroline said the words over to herself. She liked the way they sounded. Maybe, she thought, that was what was happening to her this summer. She wasn't just changing, she was getting on with her life. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do this, boys. Whatever Roll that it. Meant. Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we talk. <laughs> we talk about a book. <laughs> we what? talk about a. No, we talk about a young adult book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hot tuck flavored water, which I think was cut out, so that yeah. wouldn't make sense for me to say that. Stick around to the end, folks. There might be a little <laughs> sound bite for you. Or not. Uh, or not. Yeah, preferably uh, not. <laughs> And what did we read for this episode? Can you hold up the book so mm-hmm. I can remember the name of it? And hold on, let me move my face from there. Okay, hold the it summer up. of Mi- the summer of Mrs. McGregor, a book that you can put it down now. Uh-huh. Oh, but, but sorry, I need to say the author's name by uh, Betty Wren Wright. Betty Wren Wright, yeah. yeah. Um, a yeah. very mis a very misleading title. Before we get and- too far, I thought of a new segment. That we're going to do with Blake whenever it's media he has not consumed. And it is Blake going to describe to us what this book is about wow. based solely on the cover and the content okay. on the cover. All right. Okay. That's good. Especially okay. if Blake can put his phone down and maybe turn off the little hey, dinging. That's my work phone. Okay. That's a very important government <laughs> phone. This this oh. is for this one's for pleasure. This one. It's for pain. Oh, it even says Census 2020 Let on it. Let me see. I don't think I've seen the back. Oh, nice. It's for, this is official it's... government business only. Yeah, okay. So I don't know what to call this segment yet. Maybe just... You said judge a cover. Or ju- judge a book by its cover. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Blake, what is this book about? I think first you have to tell the audience what the what the picture is. Okay, I guess I can. Uh, well, look look at the whatever picture she put for the uh, cover image on the podcast. Do yeah. we have those? You mean on the Instagram? No. The podcast is always the same oh, artwork. Okay. okay, so yeah. the okay, so on the cover of the book we have two uh women. One is a younger girl and one appears to be older, maybe teens, uh early 20s. Uh, one I is, thought, okay, well, I will say when I saw this, I thought 40? <laughs> okay. One is uh, the one that appears to be in her teens or 20s, maybe, is lounging in a bikini in a lawn chair in a yard. Blake is now really looking. I was making sure it was a bikini. A, it is, I, I, I con- confirmed it's a bikini. It's a bikini. It is a bikini, but. And eh. she is holding out her hands. And her fingernails are painted a bright shade of red to match her red lipsticks and red hair and red sunglasses. Hell yeah, I will say to the red hair. And the young girl is staring at her 
almost adoringly, maybe. I don't know. So, Blake. Oh, absolutely, absolutely adoringly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, this book is possibly a sequel to that one you did called Red Hair. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Be- you're basing that on the fact that there is red hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and everything's red. Uh, the tagline on this book says, no one has a friend like Lilina McGregor. So, I'm going to say that the red-haired woman in the lawn chair is Mrs. Lilina McGregor. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. And the little girl that she's uh, that is looking up at her adoringly, is, she's mentoring this young woman in the ways of being cool, of staying cool for the summer, mm-hmm. uh, of keeping, uh, making all the boys' heads turn by the pool like, what? And their sunglasses <laughs> pop off. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Teach me how to grow up to be the the hottest hottest babe by the side of the public pool." If is, only is, that's is, what this is book that was a about. Thing that like a neighbor lady should be teaching a very young girl. I'm I'm guessing she's like three years older than the other girl, and she's like, "Stick with me, kid. You'll learn a lot about." Growing up, and she's a child bride because and... she's a missus. <laughs> wait, 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 I don't wait, know you, why you... she's a missus. Okay, okay. Uh, I she ma- early twenties. She married young. Mm-hmm. Maybe how old mis- do you think the other one is? Yeah, uh, f- fifteen. Okay. I don't know. Twelve. Okay. Like, your math does not make. I sense. literally <laughs> three years older. I don't know. I can't understand children's ages by looking at them. That's not something I can do. Oh. Judges thing, uh, judges hammer it down. What? I can't understand children ages by looking at them. Send send him away. QAnon, QAnon, QAnon. Get him, get him. I am married. <laughs> I'm married to a woman older than me. I oh, am not. Yeah. You're the Mrs. McGregor in this, uh, Jessica. I, I have am. done I nothing wrong, officer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm clean, and that's what that book's about. Uh, okay. A uh, so about a hot babe who a takes hot babe a young girl under her wing and uh-huh. teaches her how to be a babe. That's what that's the uh, whole thing. The I, I will say you went on a roller coaster, but you you hit a lot of the right points, but in wow. some of the wrong ways. I mm-hmm. expected to hit zero of the points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is it really about? Well, here's what I'll well here's what I'll say. What I thought it was about. Okay. I thought it was about. As as we talked about, as the obvious thing is, I thought this was a Stacy's mom situation, yeah. and I and I thought it was a girl Ooh. who was stuck at home, maybe for the summer just by herself, and next door there was like a cool like divorcee who was drunk all day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like when Jessica shows me photos of <laughs> of the covers of these books, I'm like, what do you want to read? I was like, this one looks fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it let's read that one. It looks a little fucked up. Okay, well. Unfortunately, it's not as much fun as what you guys thought. So, um, I guess we'll talk about Betty Wren Wright first. Uh, this, I, what, oh yeah, this well, I have was... a theme. I have a theme beer. It's called a White Rascal. Ah, because as we will learn, and this one has red hair, uh-huh. but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we got a bit of a white rascal on our hands. Also, she is very pale. Very Her, pale. It's referred yeah. to many, many times. In fact, it's yes. referred as an insult at one point. Both girls right. are white. Did we say a that? lot. No, but I. But a lot of times, people are like, huh, "She thinks she's so hot, but she's pale." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, they're uh, so mean about it. Wow. Like adults, like he, like men that are like in their mid thirties, like she thinks she's something. Let me let me tell you about this pale bitch. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about? She's it's insane. The age will learn that she is. Yeah. 
So this book was written in 1986 by Betty Wren Wright, who is actually uh, mainly known for writing ghost stories like The Secret Window, The Dollhouse Murders, Ghost in the Attic, A Ghost in the Window. Wow. She also wrote... <laughs> ghost in the window, like in the pain? <laughs> yes, it's stuck in the pain. Let it out! At a certain point, some of that sounds kind of lazy writing. Ghost in the Attic, Ghost in the Window, uh, Ghost in the Cellar. R.L. Stein, Ghost in the Floorboard, Ghost in the Refrigerator. Ghost in the Keyhole. Ghost uh, in the TV, Ghost in the uh, Cool Running picture. Josh um, is yes, I'm just looking around now. Ghost house. inside the cat. Ghost inside the White Rascal okay. beer. Ghost inside the uh, Ghost inside uh, the pile tree. of trash. <laughs> ghost inside the bean bag. Uh, ghost inside the Ghost uh, inside the pamphlet about living with a micro penis. What? Why is oh, that in your house? That is like looking around his own house. That's not my oh, house. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ghost inside that. Wait, what's the record behind you this time? Last month, last week it was whole. What is it this uh, time? I can't see. Uh, ghost inside bad religions suffer. Nice. Also, he's got his like Bible bucket buddy. <laughs> his name is Buddy Barrel. Ghost that is a keg. Buddy. Isn't it a keg of beer? He's a barrel. Oh. That you're supposed to put money in to send to missions, but I don't support uh, okay. doing colonialism. But you still have the stuffed animal, so. Mm -hmm. I love him. Okay, uh, so she also wrote 35 picture books. She was nominated for the Edgar Award in 1983 for The Dollhouse Murders. And she she passed away, I believe, in 2013. But when she was living, she lived in Kenosha, Wisconsin with her husband, George Painter. Well. For those of you who might not be aware, Kenosha, Wisconsin is... uh, I have Kenosha content later when we talk about this literal book. Okay. Wow. I've got a chunk on it, so we'll get into it then. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's where my brother lives for now, but it relates specifically to this book, and I was going to talk about it before police started murdering people there. Wow. That's insane. Okay. I guess we're just going to dive into the Cliff Notes version. Here we go. Uh, I'm. We're going to put our toes in like we're going in we're walking down like little kids do when the water's cold but the little boys they know it's gonna hurt when it gets to their penis into mm. the book but is that what ball, boys do the balls are the hardest part really it's like that yeah song. But it's the whole area because because you know once it hit once once the coldness hits mm-hmm. once that <laughs> once that cold it hits the balls but then you're in you're good you're good okay after they shrink, the like, they shrink a little. You're fine. Once they, once it sucks right back into your body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Tell me. Okay. Tell me how I was wrong about the. All right. Here or, we go. Or right. <laughs> T- tell me that I was right. Oh, you are so wrong, and I wish you were wow. right. I wish this was a fun, zany book about an older woman who takes a younger, gawky, dorky girl under her wing. I wish this were a. Makeover story. A I troop guess Beverly Hills, but I with guess, only one girl. You've, have you ever seen that movie? Yes, she There's teaches. A whole troop. She teaches them how to be fashionable, right? They're already fashionable. They're troop Beverly Hills, Blake. All right. Whatever. Hello. They learn how to be self. I've never That's seen true. it. I'm just gonna guess. Oh. Can I uh, let me do a no. look at the cover of Troop Beverly Hills? Okay. Right, right, right now. Yes. I think they're they're rich, fashionable kids, mm-hmm. little girls, mm-hmm. uh, eleven, twelve. And One of they them have is... to learn self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. They have to learn mm-hmm. that it's not enough just to be fashionable. Mm-hmm. They might break nails the first day and be like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But Shelley yep. Long teaches them that they're, that you can, that you're tough, that you're fucking strong. Mm-hmm. And you don't, it, it's not all about looks. That's and right. Blake is right. wrong. Yeah. Well, actually, I should watch 
You... Should I watch that tonight? Yeah, it's got young Jenny Lewis in it. I'll add that. He touched my breast. That's from the that's from the wizard, but she was a great young actress. Yes. She also I think there's a song they all sing called Cookie Time. It's quite a banger <laughs> and it will get in the head. Wow. It's all about how everyone should buy Girl Scout cookies because it's cookie time. Oh, you, I will buy Girl Scout cookies anytime. <laughs> there, there's one book sale I go to in uh, it's in Oklahoma. It's not it's, it's Topeka, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Girl Scouts are there in the morning when there's the line. It's the smartest thing. I don't know why every Girl Scout troop doesn't do this. They just walk up and down the line of these like oafs waiting to go buy books. It's all like middle-aged men and just like losers. And of course we're buying two boxes of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, can I tell you a secret? Aldi has uh, knockoff cookies that taste exactly the same as like Thin Mints or the peanut butter Never. ones. They're good. Never. They're good. No, they're pretty good. Uh-huh. All right. I don't know. I'm sorry that I got you on this subject. Let's redirect. When I okay, sorry. <laughs> when someone mentions a cookie, I just can't stop oh, thinking boy. about it. So, um, okay. No. So, uh, our protagonist is Caroline. She is 12 years old. She's a dollhouse enthusiast. I was right. On the age, maybe? You age said range? 15 first. Oh, yeah. You jumped well. around. All... First off, you said they were three years apart. You said one was in their 20s. Then you said 15. Then you said 13. Okay. You were never close to being right. I got close to 13. Uh... <laughs> yes. In your wife. Blake, you're one of those guys that guesses people's age and weight at the at, like at Six Flags. <laughs> like the carnival like, marker? Yes. Yeah. You, you're like, uh, I'm guessing you, were, you, you weigh 200. 150 or 250. Am I you're, in? you're in that range, in that range. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Honestly, and also if you do that, the, the thing that you should do if you want to win mm-hmm. is do your birthday month because that's where you have the best chance of, of winning. Uh, because what? because they, they can – because those guys can basically tell weight or height or age, but if it's birthday month – you have at least a one in twelve. Have, yeah, no, because they have to be within three months. Within three? Yeah, it. They don't have to guess like your exact weight. Anyway, I won a Broncos football doing this once. Okay, wow, amazing! That motherfucker thought my birthday was in September, January, was, bitch. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even close. What was he thinking? Not nowhere near my star sign. No. Oh, God, I can't believe he thought you were a Virgo. Ugh. Wait, I don't know what September is. Virgo. It's, it's Virgo. Virgo season right now. Mm-hmm. It is Virgo season. Yeah. You follow enough women online, you're going to know what season it is <laughs> at and all times. Josh, are you a Capricorn? Hell yeah, baby. Yeah, don't bitch. know what it means. Don't know why, but that's what I am. My moon sign is Capricorn, just so you know. But my sun sign is Taurus. Scorpio sag life. <laughs> don't understand any of this, what it means. I just know whatever it is means. Do you know what? All stars point to broken inside. <laughs> I bet you Mrs. McGregor is a Gemini. Let's go, though. Okay, so uh, Caroline has a sickly older sister. I don't know what she's sick from other than they describe it as a weak heart later. Oh, it, it seems like basic, basic trope sickness. Exactly, you know I mean? like, right? Yeah. We, we, we need a character to be sick. We don't want – they don't want to, like, say can't – like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't want to say – but it, it – it does seem terminal. 
Yes. She has tiny saying, Tim disease. She's like, she basically has like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like, uh, the, the only thing that can bring you back is maybe a little bit of turkey or roast duck. A or... love from a cruel, frugal she has man. The, the weak constitution. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's always like, <laughs> she's, she's consumptive. She has tuberculosis. She has to go to a seaside retreat. It's very romantic. She needs fresh it, air. It's, it's, it's honestly like Heidi. Because in Heidi, like, she is sick, but they take her to the mountains, and Mm -hmm. she gets all better. Fresh air. Yeah. Fresh air and goat's milk. That's all you need. In the city, you're around too much miasma, which spreads disease. This book is not (laughs) – I don't don't think any any doctors read this and gave the thumbs up. Definitely she did not have this run through a doctor at all. Right. But but toward the end of the book, it seems like, well, she's probably going to die when she comes home, right? Mm -hmm. Well, is that your takeaway? Kind of, but here's the the thing it's is like that it's like a storyline. She does not matter. She does not matter. It's this. Well, oh no, she. None of these these characters do not matter. Uh, the sister and the. This is a double hander. This yeah. is a, this is a two character book. Definitely, but like, uh, you find out pretty early in the beginning because you learn that the their father died of the same thing that the sister has. Right. And all she says is, "I don't know what it is. It's a weak heart, and it killed our dad." Oh God. That's why we're stuck with this stepdad now, Joe. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, just once again, it's a very romantic uh, disease that kills people, beautiful people. It comes for the hot who, ones. Who cough. <laughs> you know, I don't. Right. Yes. Don't it, it, it is that kind of thing. It is that kind of if it wouldn't be. Uh, uh, it's not a thing where she's vomiting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, no, we she has diarrhea. It's like. Uh, uh, she's coughing into a nice, like, uh, uh, handkerchief. Doily. Mm-hmm. Yes. She, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's and maybe a she's little wearing thin. wearing flowy dresses. Yeah. yeah. A little pale, but not as pale as Mrs. McGregor. Uh, it's 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 that kind of annoying, I, I don't want to call it literary disease, because mm-hmm. this is not literature. <laughs> no, definitely not. But but, but. but that, kind, that, that kind of thing. So, Linda. You know that song, Don't Let Start? Don't, don't, don't let start. I got a weak heart. Yeah. So there is precedent for this type of disease. Weak heart. Weak heart disease. I just wanted to. W-H-D. Does she have the same <laughs> disease as, as Beth and Little Women? That was kind Beth of. Beth died from uh, scarlet fever, right? Oh. It was it was from a this is, complications this is, from having scarlet okay. fever that weakened this is her. This is literally Heidi, Heidi syndrome. All right. It's what Heidi had. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Linda is getting sicker. Um, she has, I don't know, a coughing fit that makes her worse. So the paramedics come to take the sister away. Um, and that's this is when, chapter one, right? Yeah. Chapter two. And this is when we first meet Lilina, who throughout most of the book, in my head, I read as Liliana, and I pronounced and I it read that it, way. I, I read as Lillian, mm-hmm. which I think is what we're supposed to think her name is. This right? is not a real name. No, Lelina is not a real name. What it is is they transposed the letters on her birth certificate. It should be Lillian. Uh, Hold right. on, we'll find out later because wow. she carries around yeah. her birth certificate. We'll talk about it. Wow. It's really weird. Uh, a, a normal thing that all kids do, <laughs> or all uh, sorry, all Adult married twenty-something mm-hmm. people do. Yes. So we first meet her. She is taking a picture of of Caroline as the paramedics speed away, and um. As she's looking at her sick sister who thinks she, she thinks might be going to her death. Mm-hmm. 
and Aunt. she's like, got my art. <laughs> I mean, art art people, photographers are psychopaths. You yeah. have to take pictures. She's the creepy of kid in like American Beauty. Just Wes yes. Bentley. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She is, but there's he, no film in that camera. Where, no, she's more say cheese and die, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So uh, basically, Mrs. Mc, uh, introduces herself. She is Mrs. McGregor. I'm Mrs. McGregor, your new neighbor. I'm your neighbor. I'm staying with the Restons. Um, I am married, even though I'm 17 I was years right. old. Wait. Mrs. McGregor she, is 17 and married? Mm-hmm. Does she tell her she's she, she does. Yes. She does. She does tell okay. her that she's 17. I had in my notes that she's 17. Yes. I was right. She's young and married. I was right about that. So she okay. invites herself to come in to accompany Caroline while Caroline makes family phone calls to tell them that once again, Linda is in the hospital. Um, while we're there, we learn that uh, she... In, I will say... Sorry, I will say this. Now you would do a Facebook post, tag your whole family, and be mm-hmm. like, Melinda's in the hospital again. <laughs> Guess you what? Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to roll that whole dial around 20 times. For our young people, there used to be phones called rotary phones that had a <laughs> dial, and you had to put your finger in a hole let's, and move it in a circular to our motion. beautiful, beautiful Zoomers. <laughs> first, first, let's explain landlines. <laughs> then let's explain rotary phones. Then let's explain party lines and operators. Ooh, party let's, lines. Oh, let's explain. Party lines got we should wild, start, guys. We should start a party line just for A party line was fun. a this Zoom. Is yes, I was going to say, this True. is a party line. But we didn't have to look at each other. You're right. But can I ask you a question? Has anyone turned Zoom into party lines where they just get naked? Oh, I guess that's what cam girls do. What? Anyway. Uh, that's I guess that's a cam left. girl. That's, yeah, and I forgot about chat roulette. Too. That is where I jack off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> that is where unsuspecting people just want to say, hello, I'm a missionary here to talk to. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I've never used chat roulette. So uh, while she is in the house and Caroline is calling family members, um, Lilian, Lilana, God, I can't say her freaking name. Can, can we just call her Lillian until yeah, we have the call her, call her Can I call her Lil? We'll I don't call her Lily. Yeah. It's Lily. I was going to say Mrs. McGregor. Sure. McGregor. <laughs> McGregor tells her that she is married and was married very young. And oh, on her wedding day, her family, her mother was having conniptions that she was marrying a 35 year old man named Frederick. What? And decided that she needed to send her daughter away. A normal thing to do to a. Adult woman getting married. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's seventeen, getting married to a thirty-five. Yes. I think we need to get the police involved. Yes, she also claims that she's uh, from Manhattan. By the way, I have a lot of questions about the legality of. <sighs> it's okay. It's legal in most of America. That, that's what I was going to say. Is I I wish I had done the research before we discussed this into yeah. when you can get married, how old you can be, because I, I think. So, 17, you can probably get married in most states. Probably. Yes, that is it, correct. And I probably, mean, it used to be like, but you sh- with, shouldn't be. I think in some states, you can honestly get. It shouldn't get, be legal until 29. I think yeah, in some. Agree. I think in some states, you can get married with parental permission even right. younger. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yes. In the that, South. That's some of the stuff we yes. should have. No, you say in the South, but th- that's bullshit. Like in Connecticut. I think you can't imagine. They are Habsburging their kids at like 16 to the other, like, well off, like. Yeah. Kennedy's yeah. or whomever. Yeah. 
So anyway, she explains the situation. She says, it sounds cruel, but my parents are marvelous people, Caroline. They admire Frederick very much. He's an absolutely marvelous person. That's why they gave us permission to marry in the first place. But at, my, at the wedding, my mother began to cry and tell everyone I was too young to be married and Frederick was too old for me. And so she claims that to appease her mother, she agreed to stay with her aunt and uncle Reston, the neighbors of Caroline, while Frederick builds and prepares their love nest in Connecticut. Okay. Yes. So two things. Mm-hmm. One, how old is Frederick? 30, 35. That's my okay. age. Two... So, okay, so he's 35, mm-hmm. she's 17. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't like to use my man's rhetoric, but lock him up. Lock yeah, him like, up. As a, as a 35-year-old, me, uh, I'm imagining marrying a 17-year-old unconscionable. talking to a 17-year-old yeah. for five minutes. I, no, like, I wouldn't even talk to one, like, unless, I don't know, they were at my at my job asking for help. Like, Unless I'm taking them down on the census. It, yeah, it's insane. Even then, I probably wouldn't. Like, it's unconscionable. Like I, my wife needs to come here to help. <laughs> As, no, I, he, I, I feel like something's afoot here in the story. Should, okay. I don't know if I'm... Oh, well, you, well, hold on. 35, 35, 17. Is it, wait, no, it's 35. What? What, what is you, the what joke? What? 35 and 17? Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the thing about Jerry Seinfeld dating the... Oh. 30, have you not seen that meme? No. Um, maybe I might have. I th- how old was he? Maybe it's 38, 17? It, it was I, really gross, whatever it was. What, whenever he was dating Jessica, who he later married? Jessica no. Seinfeld? Wait, what? What are you talking yeah. about? I'll send it to you later. He had a teen. No, 1738. 1738. That's the. It goes 1738. He was 38. The girl he was dating was 17, the high schooler. Yeah, it was a crime. Anyway, people keep posting the picture of them together, and it has these like SoundCloud rapper lyrics over it, and it, the lyrics are seventeen thirty eight. It goes seventeen thirty. Anyway, I've seen it. I've seen the no meme. one except okay. It's I've very funny. I haven't. It's I'm funny sorry. Every fucking time. Okay, but it goes viral like once a month. But it, <laughs> okay. from a different a different person is using the exact same. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I will say is, if you are Frederick's age, you should not have any interest in no, no, marrying no. a seventeen-year-old, especially if you're as handsome and dashing as she claims he is. Like he should be right. neck deep in Manhattan's finest ladies. I was gonna say Manhattan's word. finest milfs. <laughs> like no. So anyway, her parents come back home, and it, uh, it should be more like this: thirty-seven, thirty-eight. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Just yeah, go okay. On. Okay, so uh, the parents come back home, and the mother, Caroline's mother, announces that they have, there's a new medicine that this doctor recommends that Linda tries, and it's an experimental medication, which means that she and uh, Linda will have to move to Boston to stay at the clinic while the treatment is administered. So, boom, two characters are gone. Right there, out of the book. This is a... A way to one make her orphaned mm-hmm. by uh, life, but made her orphaned by the situation. So now, not only does she not have her, she has no birth parent with her. No, it's just her stepdad who was watching right. her this summer. So, so she's so it feels like she's orphaned. Mm-hmm. It's an orphan narrative in that way, right? Kinda, yeah. And so, um, this is when 
uh, Liliana makes her second appearance. Um, Caroline is standing on the porch, and she sees Liliana. Uh, Lilina. Oh my God! I will you just never gotta get say Liliana. Just call her Lillian. Just call her Lil. That's Fine. what I have in my notes yeah. until there's the birth certificate. Fine. So it's Lillian doing weird stuff. Um, she says she's when, addressing the goddess Moon. Yes. You think that's weird? You think that's weird, Jessica? Uh, in try, high heels. <laughs> try try supporting women. Yeah, exactly. Oh and my god, why am wait. I so attacked right now? Try supporting witches. Okay, if I was outside on my porch and I saw some teenage girl doing this shit, I would, sorry, I would think it was funny, maybe. Maybe I would be stifling laughter behind my fingers. Imagine a 17-year-old girl doing this. With her head thrown back, she was staring at the moon, her arms were extended behind her, and she seemed to trail moonlight from her fingertips. As she was saying, oh, goddess Whoa. moon. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, here it is. Speak to me, oh, night goddess, fill me with your beauty. <laughs> I mean, the crazy okay. thing is anyone doing this fully clothed is a poser. That's true. That's true. What Like, you should – or a you need a white gown that's kind of see-through. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. or you're full of shit. A uh, shift. And it says that – this is what's – there's a weird – never mind. There's a weird undercurrent here because Caroline definitely uh, thinks that Lillian is hot. <laughs> um so anyway, Caroline okay. holds her breath. The strange, silly words had charged the night with an eerie tension. Mm-hmm, they did. This is getting... Josh is looking at me like you're nuts. <laughs> no, this is definitely a, uh, a lesbian love story at this point. It's not, but... Okay. Um, no, but she she there, she there does have an attraction to her. She definitely does. Uh, yeah. She describes not... her as beautiful all that's the time. Not... And... Well, no, right. In one, she thinks she, like, it's a, it's a thing where she thinks she's, like... She romanticizes a cool, older, mm-hmm. like, yeah. woman at this point, like, yeah. influence in her life. So, no, I don't I don't think it's weird. No, it's it's actually very, very normal. Yeah. I don't know if boys like, do that, uh, but I think for... No, absolutely they do. Like, you... you th- I don't know if there's, like, a... I'm trying to think of older... I don't think straight boys look up to older men and say, he's so handsome. We... We don't really. Uh, no, but but when you think he's cool, yeah. he could get any girl he wanted. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Like no, but you are yeah. thinking that guy's handsome. But like, do you the, have that, that, crushes on them in the same way that like this character does? If you're if you're like totally I straight, just, no, I don't think so. I because I, well, I think I. Okay, I remember being in seventh grade and thinking a guy in eighth grade was so cool because he was he was the best basketball player. Mm-hmm. He was the coolest guy. He was he wasn't that funny. But people laughed at his jokes. Girls wanted funny. to get with him. Guys, the want, boys wait. wanted to be him. <laughs> Girls wanted to be with him. You know boys what I mean. Boys wanted to be with him yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a thing that people would say like, "Oh, this is a crush," but it is an envious thing. And I don't even think it was like I want to be him necessarily. You look, it's you look up. To you him. look up to him in a certain way, yeah. and I think that's kind of how she feels about Mrs. McGregor. Maybe there, there, there might be more of an attraction, like a uh, uh, subtext to it, and possibly. I don't even is... think the writer's aware that she's creating that. That just might be me reading into it, because no, I, remember, I read, I read that way too. I remember as like a, a a young teen, like there were other teen girls that I thought were either cool or like beautiful grunge chicks, you know. And I remember, I don't know. I was attracted to them, not necessarily sexually, but maybe. But Sometimes like, when, when you're a 17-year-old girl and you see a 38-year-old girl, you're like... <laughs> well, no. Seven? No. <laughs> okay. But there is that line, at least for me when I was younger, where it's kind of hard Claire to Danes. tell... What the fuck is going on? 
Why'd you just say Claire Danes out of nowhere? You didn't. You didn't look up to her in that way. I you mean her probably... character Angela Chase I on you... my so-called life? No, just her. I oh, using... I thought you meant Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. All of it. All of it. I was just using. I was her talking as an about example. like real life people, not celebrities. Name names, Jessica. <laughs> you can you can look up to celebrities. You can, but I was talking about like real people that I knew who seemed right. like unattainable in their coolness and in their beauty, and I admired them and thought they were cool, but also maybe like it's it was that weird time where you're just not really sure about anything, including like your own sexuality or you're just trying to figure out who the hell you are anyway. And so whenever there there are certain times where you maybe meet other girls and you're not quite yeah. that that love like, and that love and respect it kind of becomes like a strange crush maybe you're like what are these feelings that i'm having for claire danes i get it i get it. i totally I don't always talk about claire danes okay here's what i'll say mm-hmm. it, where i uh maybe the difference for some like i can't think about looking up to any boy <laughs> after like middle school mm-hmm. is because i don't I think I instantly went from thinking guys were cool to just thinking girls I knew were cool. Okay. And it's because I think that guys I knew were not matured in any way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they weren't like I, I didn't respect them in any way or I didn't think they were cooler than me. Like they might've been more popular or whatever. And I might've like been like, Oh, I wish people liked me. Like they liked uh, Greg mm-hmm. or whoever, but, it, but I didn't think they were cool because I just thought they were idiots. Whereas girls, I would be like, she's smarter than me. You know what I mean? Like, or like better than me in these ways. Yeah. I just remember being like several girls who I thought were just like really cool and pretty and I admired. And it's hard to tell if it was an admiration or a crush sometimes. Sometimes that line is blurred and you're not. I think I still think that, but I never think that about men. I only think that about women. (laughs) Like, do I actually have a crush on this person or I think they're very cool? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think they're cooler than me. It could be both. You know, you just don't, I don't know. It was a hard, it was a weird time in my life. You know, grunge was big. I'm saying I still don't think that about men. Uh, I I used to wear dresses with t-shirts over them and I had white eyeliner. It was a good look. It was a weird time in my life. White eyeliner. We need, we need to bring back uh, dresses with T-shirts over them. Yeah. I used to wear my Nine Inch Nails T-shirt over my uh, granny floral dress. <laughs> it was but a weird time. Lou Vega's called- Mambo Number no. 5 was ripping up the charts. <laughs> Swing was having a revival. Everyone was uh, dressing crazy. So was Ska. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You're, we're not getting into Ska again on this podcast. No, Swing never. was right after Ska. But it also, we don't right. we don't need a swing revival. But you know what we do need? What a ska revival? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a zoot suit riot. You but... know what? I just I feel it's coming. Everything '90s is cool again, and it, I it's, look, it's coming. It's going to be. I I have been practicing my. Wave. Have my you moves got your moves? And... Okay, you're skanking. You got it. I I have that that he uh, did a, he did a trombone. He guys, yeah, I did it. I, I was doing a trombone this. on Zoom. Uh, I do have the picture of uh-huh. the guy the. Rude boy skanking uh-huh. next to the grave that says skank from someone dead named skank. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to post it again once this comes back. Yeah, we're ready. You know, I think once, you know, COVID is over, we, I think we're all ready to just reunite folks, with each other at a good scotch. It's almost over, folks. No, we are. As Blake said, we're, 
COVID will end day two. There'll be a Zoot Suit riot. Mm-hmm. We'll, put, we'll all be put on lockdown again. Because <laughs> the state. So uh, anyway, back to the story. Uh, Lillian Chapter had, three. <laughs> <laughs> she had come back to pick up a camera that she had left there. And she tells Carol- Caroline that she's working on a portfolio to submit to Vogue. And Whoa. Caroline is handing her the camera and she realizes that it has Mr. Reston's name on it. And as she's handing it to her, moonlight hits the little window where the film counter is. And she realizes that it's empty. There's no film in the camera. And so she points that out to Lillian. And Lillian says, actually, you're right. But don't. F- <laughs> but I didn't forget, dear. I don't always choose to use film. I may spend a whole day just filling my head with images. It helps me to grow as an artist. You've heard of pianists practicing their fingering on a paper keyboard, haven't you? You dumb okay. child. So, so I, I will say this is point one mm-hmm. of Caroline being kind of a brat towards uh, Lillian. Mm-hmm. Or at least aggressive. Like she calls her out constantly. It's not being a brat to it's say, hey. It's not being hey. a brat to call someone out. No, it's out. not being a brat. But she ca- calls her out pretty much every time she does something. But Which if I I'm think... if I'm the sociopath kid, mm-hmm. if I'm the liar kid, mm-hmm. and I keep getting called out by this person, I'm like, oh, maybe she I should stay away time. from them. Like, or I should step up my lie game. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good lie. It sounds game. like Caroline keeps trying to cancel her. That doesn't play. Jesus Christ! Uh, well, you said call out. Never mind. We get you. We get you. No, I, I think culture. that she admires her and thinks she's beautiful and graceful but at the same time like obviously this world that she is describing to her is too good to be true and like she even thinks to herself as she she thinks to herself about Lillian's talent she thinks she's not really skilled enough to take pictures for a big magazine she couldn't be but Caroline felt the thrill of excitement in spite of herself so I think that she she has a dull life she is the overlooked youngest daughter because her sister, as the consumptive one, gets all the attention. The Classic sister, consumptive, consumptive sister. The sister is also one of those sickly beautiful Victorian types. I don't know, uh, but always described as gorgeous. And so I think she's thrilled by the fact that this beautiful and uh, perhaps amazingly talented person is speaking to her and including her. But also at the same time, she's just like... Wait a second. This is all just bullshit, right? Like this yeah, can't be no. real. What one hundred like it it I understand being like I get this person's kinda lying to me, but I'll keep hanging out with them yeah. kind of thing. This could be quite but a she thrill. Does, yeah. She does it through the entire book and just kinda of keeps asking them. But she did it early on, which that's what surprised me. Yeah. So during this conversation you learn that L- Lillian has a sister named Eleanor. And this is when Lillian describes, I'm trying to think of a way to say it. She talks about how Eleanor suffers from the same affliction that Caroline does. And that affliction is jealousy of the older, more beautiful, more talented (laughs) sister. Like this resentment and how Eleanor got over it by becoming her own person and being so good in any way. Wait, and who is Eleanor's older, more talented sister? Lillian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so she's just there is someone else out there exactly like you. Yeah. 
who was just jealous of a perfect person, me. Yeah. She says, my sister Eleanor and I are nothing alike. She doesn't (laughs) have my unusual coloring or my height. She won't make a model, but she's charming in her own way. Get in line, bitch. <laughs> learn, learn from Eleanor. Exactly. So um, this is when we also learn that Caroline wants to go to England to visit a friend. Her grandmother has already agreed that she will buy her a round-trip ticket if she can save $100 in spending money. This is weird. The you 80s. Must, what a time. You, you must go to England, dear. Who says that? Someone who cannot stop calling her dear. <laughs> Like, uh, shut up for yeah, one second. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, and she suggests that uh, that Caroline get a job to earn money. And she suggests writing a novel because the- Lillian's also a novelist. This is something we learned. Oh. She's working on her novel. She's she's banging that out yeah. in her spare time it's when she's fine. not I remember. And- well, we all had... We all remember having a summer job as a novelist to, to <laughs> make a few extra bucks, you know. No, make get a us through college, whatever. Um, so Linda and their mother, they're preparing to leave for Boston. And Caroline has a summer job. Would she- you say that they are shipping out to Boston? Blake, drop that. What? I don't know what that is. I don't know what. The Dropkick Murphy's song. Skip it. No. Mm, okay. A few people might get that. No, they won't. <laughs> you don't know that. Anyway, uh, Caroline uh, has a summer job. She will be a caretaker for their old neighbor, Mr. Jameson, who recently has a stroke. And he needs someone to uh, kind of be his day. To, to feed him, basically. Well, to kind of be his caretaker, caretaker during the day because he has a nurse who checks on yeah. him. And then Can he also has. This guy sucks. Oh, he sucks. He also has a um, like a cleaning lady who comes in and cleans the house. And she describes her job. This is what made me laugh. She says he needs someone between to run errands and pick up papers that fall on the floor and look for things that get lost. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, whomst amongst us doesn't. I mean,. I wish I had someone to pick up my papers when they fall to the floor. I don't ever want to bend over ever. Can I hire someone for that? Uh, this guy does have problems bending down. We will learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Caroline decides on her own that she wants to get to know Eleanor better. That Remember, that's L- Lillian's sister. So on her first day working for Mr. Jameson, her mom and sister are gone now to Boston. Shipped out. Dropkick Murphys. Blah, blah, blah. Shipped out to Boston, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'll drop a I'll drop a clip of the song. Mr. Jameson is a total dick from the beginning. In fact, one of the first things he says, and this is where I'm going to go on a rant for a minute, is he says to her, "Dennis to- Miller coming in." <laughs> uh oh, live. <laughs> Here we go. He says to Caroline, "You ain't the beauty of the family, are you? That sister of yours, the sickly one. She got the looks. What used to see her out playing when she was on her feet. She had that cute cough." <laughs> Here's- you know, you know the elementary school child that I wouldn't mind being with. <laughs> that sister. I prefer her. What gets me, and this is what really fucking gets me, is just adults, man, who do this shit. Who make she has so much resentment already of her sister because her sister is the pretty one that it sucks that it is verbally reinforced by a stranger. You know what I mean? Like. This fucking man can just tell this girl that she is homely. It, it, it you, just... yeah. you ain't much, but you know who was that? That sister used to trot around when she look. I don't know. I mean, there might have been something... a lot of flim she left on right. the yard, but I don't. It's just something that I had happened to me a lot as a child, 
and as a teen because my sister was uh very very is but you know as a teenager was very very pretty and very very popular and i remember people just had no problem telling me that i was ugly to my face like what? all the time all the time really yes i remember one time in high school my sister i started high school in 96 and she graduated in 96 right so i started fall of 96 so like teachers would say things to you no but like other students like i remember one time one of monica's friends was going to drive me home from school because it was raining or something and we were walking up to her car in the parking lot and they were seniors or something and this this boy came up and was talking to her and he's like who who are you and she's like oh this is monica's little sister and he looked at me and goes like you're one apple that fall, fell way far from the tree like just shitty Jesus. comments like that constantly and my own mother would do the same thing she'd be like well you know monica got the beauty but you got the oh, brains God. like it really fucking hurts how do people not know they're fucking up their kids like it's really fucked up it's really fucked up and my mom still does that shit like between her own grandchildren she's like well you know we think <laughs> gonna be the really pretty one or whatever i think Maybe you Why? have to start. You can't say that shit. They're fucking people. babies, number one. And number two, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And by the way, anyway. I mean. It's just, why would you verbalize? You think what you want, but why would you verbalize something like that? You should not. The only thing I can't relate to is I'm way hotter than John. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he, no, uh, I think those Arnett brothers are both hot. So. Everyone's saying we look exactly alike. So. You're similar. You're similar. But wow. yeah, no, drag him because he listens. Take him down, Blake. Does he? <laughs> Build me up. Build me up. But take him down. No. No, every everyone says to me, they're like, I can't. When we used to work at the same bookstore, they're like, mm-hmm. can't oh, tell the difference. Which I don't know why. You just don't also don't want to hear that you look exactly like someone. Yeah. But why? It, I just hate this culture where we constantly just feel like it's okay to comment to on people's people. looks to their face. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Like, I don't yeah. understand it. Like, even when I worked at, like, Barnes & Noble, people would say weird things to me. And I'm not. I don't know. I don't think it's I, normal or sane. I, I, I don't want to. No. Well, one, I think it is normal in the way that no, most people, people do would, it. No, but people would feel free to comment on my body is what I'm saying. Like at Barnes & Noble. Like customers. No, no, no. no. The, the thing you have to understand is women's bodies are for you to be That's commented true. on. That's true. We, yeah. We've established but so this are our, uh, So is our but Not men's. Not yeah. men's. Not yeah. men's. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I think that some things the Zoomers are getting right. Some things are getting wrong. But one thing they're getting right is that people should fucking not comment on people's appearance at all ever Mm -mm. and they are correct and everyone should shut the fuck up all the time yes and like i don't think uh, you know what also you should probably kill people who do yeah and they're right about that as well literally fucked me up as a kid so bad and also like my mom and my aunt would love they love watching the oscars and they love watching all like the before red carpet stuff when the celebrities are coming in and we're talking about the world's Nothing most... Nothing wrong about being catty about celebrities. I'll say that. Okay, my mom always says that too, but then she'll say things like, about these women who are either genetically blessed or surgically enhanced or who spend all their time with trainers working out and have like perfect physiques or whatever. They're mutants, basically. She'll always say like, oh, Charlize looks fat in that dress. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong this with is, my this family? Is this is just insane. Like, no, oh my life, like, no family. wonder it, that's, that's, that's what the t- world. Everyone, yeah. like, look. I could be watching that and being like, huh, you know who does not look good tonight is Joaquin Blake. You know what I mean? Like, And meanwhile, I'm here with double fisting Lay's <laughs> potato chip, like the, the like yeah. food truck yeah. flavor. Okay. You know what Maybe I mean? you should like, hang out with my mom on Oscar night. You guys would have fun. 
We would be catty little bitches. You guys would be the bitchiest. Roasting. Me, me and Monica would be getting furious behind you guys. Honestly, yeah. I I do need to find that. I need to find the cattiest crew of like my mom and my aunt. Probably will. gay men and and women, <laughs> just like just like tearing up these. I guess people. taking them down a peg. I guess they just so many since they make down. since they make millions and. Uh, I, I have no want, pain in their lives. I have no idea. But I mostly just want to attack uh, the directors of Green Book. <laughs> okay, that sounds fine. That's the, fine. The fairly. Yes. Yeah, make fun of his <laughs> yeah. body. Yeah. Is that is that what won Best Picture last year? Was that last year Green Book? Or was there something else? I think it Oh, my God. I think it was last. No. Parasite was the most recent Parasite one. was oh, most okay. recent. Green oh. Book was the year before. Yeah, oh, you think God. I'm coming? You think I'm coming for Bong's body? No. King, king, king. He's beautiful and perfect in every way. Uh, no, that's what I aspire Bong to. Is, Bong is carved out of bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the first day of working for this piece of shit old man, he not only insults her looks and tells her that her sister is a pretty one, which is something that she has internalized any fucking way. He right. also ends up throwing his walker at her when she suggests this that he uses it. This motherfucker's stuff at her. Is he the old man from Up? <laughs> Uh, essentially, yes. Yes. Except he's less. Less likable. Uh, not as kind. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she collects herself. He, She's like, hey, I guess can I go run an errand for you? And she collects herself and she thinks about, you know, maybe I should quit. But then she doesn't want like her mom to be like, I told you so. Right. And then she thinks, well, what would Eleanor do? Eleanor would accept this Josh challenge and motion. graciously... Uh, deal with it in the best way that she can. And so as she's going to pick up peanut butter and crossword puzzle books or whatever this old piece of shit wants her to get for him, she decides that she's going to ask Lillian to come with her on the errand. And so she stops by the Reston's house and Mrs. Reston answers the door and says that there's a little problem that needs to be straightened out before Lillian can leave the house. And that's when we learn that her name is not actually Lilina. It's Lillian. <laughs> She says, well, her name documents. Yeah. Well, this is what Miss Reston says. She says her name is Lillian, dear. Not that a name matters. Of course, she is what she is. I'm so glad you've befriended her. She needs a nice down to earth relationship. And that's when Caroline once again is beating herself up because to her, that means, oh, she needs a boring, normal, boring person. Also, she's like, did she like, is that what she told you her name is? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Like really condescending about it. And she's like, yes, that's her name. Yeah. So she uh, goes back to Mr. Jameson's house, blah, blah, blah. Then um, she runs into Lillian again, and she explains that she and her aunt just had a misunderstanding. And This, this is actually the scene from the cover when she's, yes, right? Yes, because she's wearing a bikini. I wrote this down. She, was, she wore a bikini. She was so thin that the scrap of cloth forming its top stretched handkerchief flat across her chest. Wow. Her hips were as narrow as a boy's. Still, it was clear from the She's way she dragging her. Yeah. Still, it was. But she adds, still, it was clear from the way she lay there, ankles crossed, arms curved above her head, that she felt as beautiful as any cover girl in a swimsuit. But anyway, this is when Lillian whips she out. She also describes her as oh. quote not pretty, just unusual. <laughs> yeah, but she also describes her as pretty all the time in other parts of the book. So when she's like evaluating her in her head objectively, mm-hmm. it's like it's not. The- because she does this a few times. So she'll go back and then she'll be like, no, but she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But she'll be like, is she though? Is she model pretty? Well, she 
constantly does that. <laughs> well, she's wrestling in her own mind with the version of Lillian that Lillian has given her mm-hmm. versus the what she is objectively thinking. Yes. And not Lillian's, like, I don't know. I'm basing this off. You tell me she has red hair. I think she's a 10. <laughs> but, that's true. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, I, but I think that's what she's kind of wrestling with is like this girl saying I'm a model yeah. and her thinking like, is she though? Yeah. Is she though? It's appearance versus reality. Right. And yeah, what you accept yeah. Uh, or what you what you think you have to accept. Yeah. So this is when uh, Lilina Lillian whips out her birth certificate to prove that her name is Lilina. Her name is normal thing. Yeah. Normal shit. <laughs> she and Donald Trump would have been great friends. Her name <laughs> is uh, Lilina Jane Taylor. It's in a fact. perfect birth certificate. It's beautiful. <laughs> Look at it, folks. Yep. You won't believe it. She also claims that Elizabeth Taylor, the movie star, is her father's second cousin and that she and Fred invited her to the wedding, but she was in Europe making a film. Elizabeth Taylor was making a film? In 1985? Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> it's one of those ones that direct to Europe movies. <laughs> yes. They don't even distribute it here. And then both girls are bored, so uh, Lillian suggests getting Where do you up. go when you're two bored girls? The... Mall. Time to go. Here's our mall scene. And it's really boring. Mall montage. By the way. So the girls go to the mall and their first stop is Margot's Fashions. It's the most expensive shop in all of Grand River, Wisconsin. Once again, I, I love the name of all uh, of malls because we've had so many and none of them have been good stores not that anyone go to. Mm-mm. So this is clearly not a chain, but it's. What's it called again? Margot's Fashion. Margot's Fashion, <laughs> which is me? like the, the hottest. Well, she place. said it's the most expensive, not necessarily right. the hottest. To okay, me, it yeah. sounds like an old mom's. mom's department store because they literally have saleswomen who go back and hunt for your dresses. It's not yeah. just a buy off the rack kind of store. And so they they make this poor saleswoman go back and forth and grab all these different dresses because Lillian has decided that she is going to take this opportunity to make Caroline take pictures of her in all these fancy clothes to use for her modeling portfolio. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So they, and Frederick will pay for all this anyway. Yeah, and then she tells a saleswoman later that her she and her husband will come back to uh to purchase all the dresses that she tried on. Be, so. Because Caroline again is kind of confrontational. She's like, "We shouldn't be doing this." Yeah, I don't. I well, I think she felt bad that they're making this. This poor clerk. No, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. When they're I'm not just buying saying, anything. You should never stand up to your cooler friend. <laughs> this might actually be my perception of Caroline. Might be my own anxiety about not wanting to put cool friends in their place when they're doing wrong. Yeah. Well, she doesn't because later on they go to Braden's department store and Lillian heads directly to the jewelry counter. And she has the, uh, the, the jewelry person... The clerk, we'll say clerk again, uh, pull out all these bracelets. And as she's talking to him, he says, oh, we have earrings that match, you know, some of these emerald bracelets. But you're saying she doesn't. But what does she do? She gets annoyed and says, I'm going to go get a Coke and storms out. She does. But. But she also buys two Diet Cokes and gets one to gets one to <laughs> Lillian. What happens is, and we find out, I mean, I, I pretty much assume this would happen. But the clerk does leave to go find the matching emerald earrings and like what without reading the book, what do you think she's gonna do? She's looking at at jewelry. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, she she does what? Say- Lillian is looking at jewelry and she's unattended right now. No one is Blake, no one Blake is around. Blake did her. not read the book and he also doesn't listen to Wes. But <laughs> now she's gonna steal. Is that what this is leading to? Yeah. She's gonna yeah. do an uncut gem. She totally yeah. yeah. <laughs> she pulls an uncut gems and uh, guess what? This is gonna end like that. Yeah. So um, Are you having a good time? <laughs> so they. Uh, are running to catch the bus because Caroline has convinced... Do you want one Diet Coke or do you want 30 Diet Cokes? (laughs) So they're running to catch the bus because Caroline has finally convinced Lillian to leave the mall. And she hears the camera bag rattling. And Lillian fixes the rattle and opens the bag. She's like, oh, maybe I put something in there. But that's when Caroline sees a flash of green. There is a gym in there. Is it cut? I think it is. Meanwhile, she is basically a mini wife to her stepdad. She makes him breakfast and dinner. Like, she gets yeah. up every morning and makes him, like, you know what? You're a grown-ass man. Make your own damn oatmeal. Jesus, men. Anyway, so this 12-year-old girl hey, is hey, getting up hey. every morning. I do not have a stepchild. I make my own <laughs> breakfast every morning. Good my job. My own dinner. Good so. job. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So... If anyone does have a uh, child, yeah. they want to send over here just to cook if and clean for me. Yeah. He had one on hand. He will pay her $2.50 an hour. I, wait, wait how like... much did, I want to be like the old man here. I will throw my walker at uh-huh. this child. Yes. We're... I will be very mean to them, but uh-huh. I think it will build character. I yeah. forget. Something like that. It'll make It'll be a weird bonding experience. So anyway, she's still working for Mr. Jameson, and one of her responsibilities is to help him with correspondence. And so she is trying to find stationery to write a letter to his niece in Missouri. Shout out to Missouri. Shout out (laughs) M.O. And when she's looking for the stationery, she finds a lot of cash. We're talking wads of 20s, 50s, and $100 bills. Have you guys ever seen a rap music video when they go to what is called the club? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I think this looks like what they would be throwing In something called dollar dollar bills, <laughs> making it rain. I've heard of the. Yeah, I've heard I, of the I, rain. I think so. I, th- I think we may have a tsunami on our hands, That's but right. it's money. Here's what I wrote in parentheses: Don't tell liar. <laughs> What's well, my do first not, thought? Yeah. Ooh. Don't 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 listen 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 Caroline. Do not tell the liar. Don't do say not a trust damn her. Word. So she suggest to Mr. Jameson, hey, maybe you should put this wads of cash in a bank like a normal human. Listen, old man, don't do this. <laughs> and he says, look, no one knows it's there. It's fine. Well, except this young you. girl now knows it's there. <laughs> so Not she stolen uh, it, who did it. Yeah. So she writes a letter to Mr. Jameson's niece. He mentions something about, remember the days when we used to go get milkshakes together? And for some reason, oh, he sends along cash too. And for some reason, Caroline decides to be nice to this piece of crap, goes home and makes herself and Mr. Jameson milkshakes and brings them to him. Ungrateful uh, old man. He does smile a little what, bit. What, what did I write about milkshakes? Didn't he? Because he wrote in the letter about he did. milkshakes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when she gets home, she tells her stepdad about the money. And that's when da, 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 Lillian shows up. Do you think maybe she overheard anything? I don't know. Wait, wait. She hasn't yet, though. So that's when she knows. Th- that's how she finds out about it. And yeah, but she you're spoiling. You're spoiling the big twist. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Blake, a, cut that the, out. Blake, cut that out. That, no, no, no. Uh, but that's the big twist that is so obvious from yeah. the second it happens. Yeah. So Caroline uh, walks her home because it's night. Then they have a run-in with 
Rafe, who is the neighborhood German Shepherd who apparently just stalks and torments people at night on the street. Yeah. Um, well, very, very weird that this wasn't set up before. I don't know. It you was, know what I mean? Like, there yeah. should have been some kind of, like... Like, they should always been, be like, walking each other home, or they should... Yeah, 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 yeah. This shouldn't have been an out-of-nowhere thing. Also, just to back up for a second, mm-hmm. this book should have been called Caroline in the Suburbs. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. It did yeah. predate Caroline in the City. Yeah. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, fact check. That's when, for the first time, maybe some of the magic surrounding Mrs. McGregor loses its luster a little bit for, for uh, Caroline, who number one, Lillian wants to approach this damn dog because she thinks all animals like her. She <laughs> thinks she's like a. She thinks she's fucking Fern Gully. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen Fern Gully, but she I, I assume Ferngully. it's about like she a. Is. I assume it's about a sprite that controls the universe no wait, I no see ha- wait have you ever you seen you need to see fern have you ever seen avatar because avatar is basically fern yeah. Gully. i'm not kidding I'm not, same no, plot. well yeah. no same plot. here's what i think James fern Gully is. robbed fern Gully. okay go i on. think that fern Gully is about mm-hmm. a a fairy essentially i wasn't allowed to watch it because it was quote new age oh okay oh, god and this might actually explain my dad's long rant today about marxism and Post modernity and how everything fucked up with Harvard in the seven. I don't know. Couldn't even read it. It was nonsense. Okay. It's not, it's, it was it's an all, environmentalist. It, it, it's all psychotic boomers talking about cultural Marxism. Anyway, I think that yeah, yeah, it's environmentalism is Fern Gully, and that was the problem with it. And they yeah. were like, "This is post modernity." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But I, I think it's magic, and I think that that's what she saw Lillian as mm-hmm. is this magic little Fern Gully. And now she doesn't have; she cannot control a dog by looking at it and being like, mm-hmm. "Dog, obey me," because yeah. I'm cool. Well, that and she, as they're sitting around the house waiting, because the the uncle goes to tell the neighbor, "Hey, your evil dog is out and chase these two girls down the street. You need to catch it and pin it up." I, that's I when really she notices, think I missed something here. Yeah, well, I really did think I missed something. Well, that's when she notices for the first time that Lillian actually looks younger and not quite so glamorous. You know, she's well, one, she's being treated like a child by mm-hmm. these adults. Mm-hmm. And two, she's afraid of this dog mm-hmm. and she's a dumb little kid baby. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. So she's a diaper baby. really. Anyway, time goes on, you know, still working for Mr. Jameson. Randomly, she runs into Lillian. Lillian says her novel is almost finished and that Frederick wrote her and bought her a puppy. And she suggests that they go to Talbot Inn, which is a fancy inn in town that has a fancy restaurant to celebrate because she has a surprise for Caroline. Josh, what is the surprise that Lillian has for Caroline? Is it jewelry? It's a letter from Eleanor. And it includes like a picture, right? A girl with short hair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And whenever she gives Caroline the letter, Caroline notices that the envelope is damaged and is missing a stamp. And the letter is typed. It is not (laughs) handwritten. It is typed. Anyway, but she has handwritten things before. Right? No, this is the first letter. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It comes kind of late. But anyway, um, so Caroline is inspired again by Eleanor, the little sister, and decides to cut her hair short like Eleanor's. And whenever Lillian pays for the ice cream, Caroline notices she's paying with a big old wad of cash. So, interesting. Fred, Fred must have sent her some money, some spending right, money. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. he loves her. Yeah. Here's a little, here's a little bit of walking around money for you, uh, my 17-year-old <laughs> child, child bride. bride. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, Caroline here's goes. What will, here's okay. what I will say. If if I ever marry a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. I'll give her a little bit of money. Just like cash. <laughs> Jesus. So it can be not traced back to me. Well, cash only. Cash only. Yeah. Cash up front. Normal, normal, normal. Yeah. So Caroline does go and get her hair cut. And... 17, 38. Uh, that's a big deal, I guess. She gets her hair cut without telling anyone. And then uh, Mrs. Reston calls and suggests that they go to church. That uh, that sorry, Caroline go to yeah, church no, with this, their family. This, this motherfucker needs to be in church. She needs Jesus. As does yes. Frederick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Mr. Reston and Lil, Lillian come to pick Caroline up because Mrs. Reston is sick and is not coming. And Lillian is described as pale with bloodshot eyes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, they have a guest speaker at church that day. It's Dwight Lloyd Boynton, who uh, wrote his whole name out as yeah. well. <laughs> you, you got that whole. You gotta get yeah. it. Yeah. Who says hello, sinners? Whenever he greets them. Oh, uh, okay. No, he says good morning, sinners. Okay, sorry. Because I have two podcast name ideas. Okay. And and neither of them. <laughs> I don't have a podcast for them, but okay. one is good morning, sinners. All That's caps. Pretty good for a morning show. Right? It wouldn't be a morning show, though. <laughs> There's no such thing as a morning podcast. Just There's parodies of them. Okay. I mean, but it, it, it just like zoo crew shows. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Tim Heidecker have a uh, a parody it's of like a morning show? Office hours. So that's live, but oh, then okay. they, they do it to podcast later. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, what, here's the other thing I'll say is when I was at Evangel, we, our, our uh, chapel speaker, mm-hmm. all right, settle down, sinner. I'm talking to Oscar, yeah, your cat. This, mm-hmm. this, this cat sins. Totally sins. He, anyway, he always greeted us. He said, good morning, saints. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So well, he fucking flipped the script. <laughs> or maybe that was the regular script and this guy flipped it. I think but, maybe, I think Dwight seems like a rule breaker. I think he scripted it. I, I, he I mean, Dwight Lloyd Boynton, once you, one, two, three, you have that three name thing. Mm-hmm. You're a grifter. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian grifter. I don't mm-hmm. trust you. I I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. So uh, he this invites is 1758 territory when you work with <laughs> way. So he invites um, the congregation to come to the altar to receive a special blessing from him. He appears, according to Caroline, who is watching him, to become more and more nervous as he gets closer to Lillian, and whenever he does touch her head to give her a blessing. Lillian is very histrionic and drops to her knees. And this is when Caroline thinks, why did Lillian, Lillian, oh my God. Just Just call her Lillian. Just call her. Why did Lillian have to put on her Miss America act here? Why make a dramatic scene in church? And they have a confrontation about it. So it's because she's full of shit. She's always been full of shit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's basically all she has to say is, look, I'm full of shit. And I've always been full of shit. So anyway, um, the next day when she goes to work, she finds Mr. Caroline finds Mr. Jameson on the floor in his bedroom. And Mr. Jameson makes Caroline to promise not to tell anyone that he fell and he couldn't get back up. And so she thinks for a moment that she's going to tell Joe and then is interrupted by a phone call. And it's her mother saying that she and Linda are coming home sooner than expected. That the treatment for these this weak heart as they gone, found a cure as far for as weak heart. <laughs> At long last. If only. So um, that night, stepdad Joe was going to take uh, Caroline out to go see a movie. 
um, to thank her for all her hard work with the breakfasts and the dinners and etc. But then because he finds out that his favorite stepdaughter is coming back home, he cancels movie plans with Caroline and decides he's going to build Linda a gazebo in the backyard so she can be outside whenever she comes back home. And that's when uh, later on that night in bed, Caroline realizes, oh, I didn't tell my stepdad about how Mr. Jameson fell. And then she tells herself, you know, the real reason I didn't tell him is because I don't want to lose that income because I'd have to give up going to England, which is like the only thing she has. I need to make that $100. Yes. Um, So he continues to deteriorate. He's having problems staying upright when moving, and he still refuses to use his walker. Joe, later on, he's going to the hardware store to pick up goods for um, gazebo. <laughs> the gazebo. And that's when he runs into Mr. Reston and says that there are problems with Lillian. And this is when she gets into an argument with her dad. Um, have we have we already not talked about his dad being like, you know, it's a dipshit. Your friend Lillian. Like he constantly does it. Well, he's right. No, no, no. He is right. Yeah. But throughout the book, he's like. You know who I don't like? That old dipshit bitch Lillian. Like, he does it like five or six. Like, it's a constant thing where she's defensive of her. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you're cuckoo crazy friend Lillian. What's funny is later on, she's like, God, she is annoying. Like, at the church scene, you know? Like, she starts noticing all these things. He don't miss, but he he needed to be a bit nicer about it when he was like, you know who's a dumb Your friend Lillian. Yeah. So, uh. Blake, I'm I'm not far off. No, in that. I mean, do bleep that word, but I'm not far off in what he was saying about her. Like, he says mean stuff about her friend. Yeah. yeah. So, I think he also comments on her looks like, she ain't cute, whatever. <laughs> typical, typical. Well, okay, well, don't, don't notice or comment on a young girl's looks. Okay, so, uh, they're talking about them, and he tells her, uh, Mr. Reston said that the girl was giving them problems, and... Caroline says, hey, Lilina's my friend. The Restons don't understand her. That's all. She's too smart for them. <laughs> Sorry. And Joe says. Uh, brainwashed. She's brainwashed by this point. And Joe says, I doubt that. I'm not kidding when I say I'm glad your mother is coming home. There's something wrong with that girl, and I don't think you should see so much of her. In the first place, she's too old for you. And in the second place, she's just plain bad news as far as I'm concerned. She's a phony. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe's not wrong. So. All right, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Lilina has been grounded again, and she sneaks out to visit Caroline, and she tells her that she is going to leave right away, that Frederick needs help making decisions about the house, and that she has an interview with the Jill Compton Modeling Agency. Sounds made up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Blake is... Wait, what's that? What's the modeling... I'm doing a basketball thing where I'm swishing it. That was a swish. What's the modeling agency that, uh... Julian Casablancas from The Strokes that his dad owns? It's really famous. Oh, I don't know. Is it Elite Modeling Agency or something? Probably. Probably. Honestly, this should have been called the Julian Casablancas Modeling Agency. It should be like <laughs> a young girl's walking in, he has sex with them, and like sends about the other door. Like, <laughs> go through that door, and uh, and you will get a contract, and then it's just a, yeah. a, a shoot that goes down. It's a slide. <laughs> yeah. Right back into the street. Because <laughs> the Strokes are rich asshole boys that suck. And all their music's bad. Continue. Uh, I I'm flustered here. I, I, just, just, I like their albums. I'm just trolling. I'm trolling. But they are rich boys who, if they had did not you read, had... Did you read me, me in the bathroom? Yeah, but if they did not have, you know, 
the money, they would never have been able to record and be creative and have fun and do all the coke they want because they had uh, I will say, money. is this it is good. Mm-hmm. They are pussies for taking the that song, the, the New York, York City, City Cops, Cops off of album. it. Yeah. But also them singing New York City Cops at the Bernie rally yep. in February of this year mm-hmm. was the only good moment of this entire year. When there was a cop on the stage or security. Flipping off a cop to his face on stage and yelling in his ear, New York City cops, they ain't that smart, is the only good thing that's happened this entire year. Oh. So I'll defend them on that. Oh, to be ground. white and to have the privilege. But exactly. Also, though, the the security that were being paid there. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. fuck, not, they were, they off, weren't real they were off duty. Fuck they you, were off duty security cops. that we hired. You suck. So anyway. You're, you, you are here to be uh, mocked by us, but thank you. <laughs> anyway, so when they're outside, um, Caroline uh, has in been- In the suburbs. <laughs> Caroline in the suburbs notices that Mr. Uh, Jameson- I was going to say God, I couldn't think of his name. That Mr. It's Jameson's um, bathroom light Mr. Has... J, call him that. Say it like in that voice though. <laughs> okay. So that Mr. Jameson's light has been on in the bathroom for quite some time. And this is when they have the conversation where Lily, I read it at the beginning where Lillian says that she needs to get on with her life anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when Caroline decides, hey, I should probably check on him because his light's been on for a long time. Like, Maybe he fell again, or maybe, hey, in my opinion, maybe he's just taking a really big poop and you should leave him alone, but whatever. Yeah. It could be. I'd want to be He's an old man. You can at least knock on the door and say, are you okay? Yeah. So anyway, she does go over there to check on him, and he is laying on the floor of his bathroom, uh, unconscious. I believe there's blood. He's bleeding from his head. And Lelina is- If we're being honest, there's probably poop. (laughs) Probably. His pants are around his ankles? There, there's probably poop. Yes. Uh, so Lelina is with her, and Caroline's. Hey, go call the co- uh, go call nine one one. So Lelina goes to call the paramedics, and she's waiting in the living room while Caroline stays with Mister Jameson upstairs. The paramedics come to get Mister Jameson, and Caroline is left alone to lock up the house. So she's checking all the windows and making sure everything's locked up tight. And that's when she hears a creaking floorboard, and she investigates it, and there's Lelina still in the house. And she has her arms crossed very tight what? across her breasts. And Caroline is suspicious. And she reaches her arm out and pulls at Lolina's arm. And money falls out. <laughs> so the girls get in a fight about money. And Lillian leaves. And Caroline takes all the money home with her and gives it to her stepdad. And he said he will take the money to a bank and create an account for Mr. Jameson in the morning. And, and most of the time she's... Is it the point where he's like, you know, who's an idiot? Your your friends, your friend. She took this money, or he said, do that later. Huh? D- does he not start being like, did your friend steal this money? Well, I, I I don't remember actually. Hold on. Why is he going to start a bank account for a dead guy? He's not dead yet. He's not dead. Mm, okay, skip it dead, anyway. Though. He's about to be. Yeah. Continue. Maybe he's just like, eh, eh, maybe he does it later. He beefed it. Uh, she does yell, I hate you. Maybe she just says, yeah, she does. But maybe she just takes it home and doesn't tell him what she was trying to do. What did I write here? Has been stealing money? No, she doesn't say anything about the money. Maybe I would have, and that's why I... For a time. Okay. He yeah, praises yeah. her because he says, like, you're... And you got help for the old man in a hurry. Your mother's going to be proud of you when she hears about it. Yeah. Okay. So, no, he doesn't know anything about the money yet. So, the next day... 
Um, they get the phone call about Mr. Jameson, and he's doing better. He has a concussion. His Missouri niece is coming, and she didn't even know that her that he had had a stroke. And so she might take him back to Missouri to live with her. Um, then they also get a call from Mrs. Reston because Lillian is missing, and she asks for Caroline's help. But Joe is like, hey, you need to clean the house to prepare for your mom and sister to come home. This poor girl. Like... She cooks. I'll be out here making gazebo. <laughs> so she goes, she she and Joe get in a fight about it, but she ends up going to help Mrs. Reston. And Mrs. Reston says that she found two envelopes addressed to modeling agencies. And Caroline explains that Lillian had told her that she was going back to New York and she had appointments with these agencies. And Mrs. This is this is the big, like, this yeah. is when shit hits. Yeah. Like, Jessica, you need to give this more uh, uh, gravitas. I'll slow down, I'll slow like, down. This is when shit goes off yes so like okay let me set it up shut up oscar you, <laughs> you idiot okay. okay so she's been lying forever to everyone mm -hmm. and now she goes home or she's missing mm -hmm. and her aunt calls and she's like can you come over i'm worried and she does and what happens this is the twist this is the twist what's the twist I gotta know. This is when she was a ghost. Mrs. Reston, <laughs> Mrs. Reston is confused. When... The twist is stuff we all knew the whole time. Yeah, she's a oh, fucking okay. liar about everything. Oh, she's confused um, because she. Why would she be going back to Manhattan? She's not from there. She's from Missouri. The UP. She's from the Upper Peninsula. Of she's Michigan. from Graham, Michigan, not New York. Oof. And by the way, you know that she's been stealing money from Mr. Reston, her what? uncle. He's the treasurer of the lodge, and she's been stealing money from him. But and she's 17. Wait. What well, she hold, wait. You know that she's actually a high school sophomore and not married, right? Wait. Is she, Aww. quote, a gawky 15? <laughs> you don't have to add gawky in, you horrible aunt. <laughs> now, nah, let, let, let's she get is. some digs in while and we're And by the it. way, her mom is a widower. And she's actually the best friend of Mrs. Reston's from high school. Mrs. Reston isn't even her aunt. Did she, quote, just chase boys when she was home? And also, she's dirt poor and lives in a shack off Lake Superior. Can and I ask, is she, is she, quote, too plain and too lazy to be a model? This is what she says. This is when, this Yikes. is when uh, Caroline knows what's going on. And, and that, Lil that Lillian's really hurt is when Mrs. Reston says this. She said, I told her she was too plain and too lazy to be a big, glamorous success at anything. I told her she'd better stop hurting her mama and think about making herself useful in the world. I don't usually talk like that. I was mean, but she made me wild. Listen. <laughs> she made me... I was wildin'. Wild, <laughs> wild, wild. So Caroline knows exactly where Lillian was heading. Where do girls go when they're feeling low and their aunt just told them... them the mall. The mall. You gotta go to the mall. And guess oh. what? She's not there. But she had been there, trying on dresses and annoying the clerks at Margot's Fashions again. So, left a trail behind, and that's when Lillian decide, or sorry, Caroline Blake, decides. Like when you're feeling a load, you just go to Hot Topic, put on some My Chemical Romance shirts. <laughs> I I go studded belts. I that's not what I was gonna guess. I go straight to the Sonic and start eating fried cheese. Uh, that actually, actually sounds right. Did you look at her notes? No. Is that where she finds her? At <laughs> no. a Sonic drive-in? No. She finds her at 
the Talbot Inn. Okay. Eating fried cheese. I can't remember what she's eating. She's ordering like fucking shrimp cocktails. I don't know what yeah, she's yeah. eating. She like thinks, fancy, she's like, crazy I'm, food. I'm a future model. I'm mm-hmm. best good in New York. So Does she I need binge? Mm-hmm. And this is when she confronts her about everything, about the thieving, about her age. She's really 15. About where she's from and about Eleanor. Because Eleanor, who has inspired Caroline to persevere in her her uh, job with the fucking piece of crap Mr. Jameson and to cut her hair and to try to embrace herself and figure out who she really is and become a better person. Eleanor was all made up. And what she said, no, that's not true at all. Yeah, it's not true, no. But, you know, those letters, they were written on Mrs. Reston's stationery. Who was the picture, though? I don't know. Someone cut out of a freaking magazine. I have no clue. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all a lie. Um, And that's when she thinks, so that was it. Eleanor was a gift. Lillian had already made up the kind of person she wanted to be herself. And then she thought of a make-believe Caroline, the kind of person I might be if I wanted to try. Perfectly logical from Lillian's point of view. Lillian throws a fit in the restaurant and has a very hysterical uh, theatrical exit. And when she's exiting, there's a loud crash. And by the way, the staff is just horrified, right? Like, they're just yeah, like... No- why are these no two one children doing here, this? Like, imagine being at a steak and shake and all this is going on. And you're like, what? Oh, come on, kids. Well, like, I was no. thinking more like Hotel V. Like, because yeah, it's supposed is, to be a fancy hotel. This is normal for steak and shake, you've got to realize. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly picturing steak and shake because I feel like these kids' heads are elevated to uh-huh. the point where they think that steak and shake is this a is very a, nice place. This is an inn we're talking about. Yeah, I, it's, it's more like a Yeah, it's a the fucking game. village inn, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ho- it's a Hojo's. I don't know. Um, so there's a loud crash because in her her escape, she knocks over this giant vase in the lobby and the manager's like, I swear if that's broken, y'all, y'all gonna pay. Uh, that's Ooh. our old manager, Chris, being like, you young people, if that isn't, you will pay for this whole theater. So the manager demands that they call their parents and Caroline calls Joe to come get them. So that's when everything's wrapping up here. We learn that Lillian is a liar and Joe is right all along. But you know what? Caroline decides that she'll still be friends with her forever. What? You, you can't kick some habits, man. Can't. Um, Doesn't know how to quit her. Yep. She The next day at breakfast with Joe, she <laughs> tells him that she's going to Enter her dollhouse and the Grand River Hobby Fair. Remember, she's a dollhouse enthusiast. She makes little little doll furniture. I missed crap. this. I said it in the very beginning, but yeah. I didn't come back to it because I was trying to keep this podcast short. And yeah. it's not happening at all. Well, so let's probably should have spent more time on it. But no. Um, and she declares to Joe that she and Lelina are friends and always will be. And Lelina's going to stay with the Restons for a little bit longer. They're going to take her to a psychiatrist. It's for the best. And okay, so it, it's not for the best. And that's when Caroline, I'm just going to wrap this up real quick, Josh, and we can come back to whatever you want to address. Um, Caroline announces that she almost has enough money saved to go to England, and she will be going. And um, she's outside in the finished gazebo, and she looks around, and she suddenly realizes that this gazebo is too small to hold her excitement. She was going to England all by herself. She knew it as surely as if she were already floating over the Atlantic. And after that, there would be other adventures. She wouldn't just dream about them. She'd make them happen. That's pretty much the end of the book. So uh, so it ends It ends with a uh, 
a Halloween Michael Myers ending <laughs> because it is a I am a psychopath now. I am an insane person. Lillian's still out there and she's breathing and you can hear it. You can do anything. You're really amazing, Eleanor, is the last line because she has become Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she has decided that she is this character that doesn't exist but can do it anyway so what 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 i want to talk about from the book Mm -hmm. is and we've talked about this before on blake's podcast Mm -hmm. uh liar liar kids oh yeah i love Mm -hmm. liar kids Mm -hmm. and yes and this is what we've talked about before and the thing about liar kids is you can spot them as a kid Mm -hmm. and but they typically are (laughs) Oscar's a liar. Oscar's a liar kid. The thing about uh, liar kids is they all have the Sega Genesis two. <laughs> Blake is going to name so many like systems that came Look, out too soon. All of their uncles work at Nintendo, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Nintendo two fell off a truck. Mm-hmm. Did they get it first? I'm Did just they saying, have it at their home? I'm just saying they're all very cool. That's what all liar kids have in common. So mm-hmm. so so here's the thing. Lillian's a liar kid. She's she's a pathological liar. That's why her mother sent her away because she mm-hmm. was sick of her bullshit. But she's also anyway, a pathological liar because she's miserable. She's just. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, people do it because they there's something missing in their lives, mm-hmm. and kids use it as a way to be liked. Mm-hmm. And the liar kid I knew that is the most fundamental liar kid in my life was it Ninja I, Turtle kid. I call him Chris Subdue. His name is Chris. He was in the band named Subdue. Okay. He was a liar kid. I met him at church camp. This is going to circle around to Kenosha. Okay. I met him at church camp. He was the coolest kid there, but he was like two years older than us. So he was cooler by proxy of being older. And I got kicked out of church camp that year. It was bullshit. Don't want to get into it. I, I want to get into it, but carry on. They, I was punk. They blamed me for doing something I didn't. Okay. It was. It was. I literally didn't do it. They found the people that did it later. But Josh whatever. I. I literally was innocent, and it was bullshit. Anyway, I came back the next year. He was there a, the next year, but he was too old to be in church camp. But he was uh, still at church camp. Did he lie to get in? Uh no, he was now a counselor. He he was basically a counselor, but they didn't make him be a counselor. But counselor and hanging training. out. So yes, he he lied. Uh, I don't have to go to the the actual services. That year, he told me that he was dating this girl, and he might have been. She broke up with him because he wouldn't have sex with her because oh, <laughs> he wouldn't sin. Anyway, <laughs> liar kid. But he also told me. That Blink-182 had called him. It was 98, sometime in there when they were blowing up. <laughs> Whenever Enema of the State was huge. They, no, it would have been when oh, uh, uh, Dude Rancher. Dude Rancher, huge. Okay. He said they called him and left a voicemail and did the impression of all of them leaving the voicemail message on his on his voicemail. Uh-huh. It's Tom, it's Mark, <laughs> like doing that. It's Travis. And it, it was before Travis. Oh, uh, shit. And... That they invited his Christian pop punk band Subdue, oh man, to open for them. That is so cool. Which, which did did not happen. <laughs> what if Blink One Eighty Two had a Christian opening act? I don't know if that's something that is. Could I mean, really but happen. I but I think MXPX was the, that same tour, so they technically they're, did. 
they're half secular. No, no, no. And he's in Goldfinger now, so complete. And is an atheist. Can I tell you something? While we're on talking about MXPX, I remember one night my sister was really drunk, and we were. She was a teen. This was like pre-college, I think, like the summer before her freshman year in college, and we were at a mutual like. One of her best friends, his little sister and I were best friends, and she was drunk at at their house. The parents were gone, and me and Beth were up, and the Chick Magnet video came on. Like, everyone was watching MTV, too. Hell yeah, baby. And the Chick Magnet video came on, and Monica was really drunk and trapped singing Chicken Magnet, Chicken Magnet. I don't know. I just think that's really funny. It's a memory that just popped in my head out of nowhere. Did she think that that's what it was? Yes. What an idiot. Um, How does this, this have to do with Kenosha? Anyway, okay, he lived in Milwaukee when I did, and he invited me and my punk friends to his show where they're going to open for a Christian band named Hangnail. Okay. Uh, uh, same, same, same guy. And he was like, there's going to be like hundreds of people there. And so we went there because we wanted to laugh at his band opening for another <laughs> band. And we went in. There was literally no one there, zero people at this Semi big venue, maybe came, a little bigger than the Outland. You came too you early. Walk in, no, no, no. Literally, that, well, that's what he said. Right. Literally, no one there, and we're like, okay, we'll go and come back. Uh, and flashbacks came, to all of my shows that I've ever played. We, no one. We there. came back, no one there, and he was like, "Yeah, show's canceled." And then my friend, who could not stop laughing, said, I thought you said there were going to be 500 people here. <laughs> and he was like, that's how many flyers we handed out. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the Facebook invite. Whenever it shows, yes. like, whenever 100 people agree to come, oh, you're yeah. like, there will be 10. <laughs> like, was, yeah, what, no, yeah. but that's yeah. using logic. Yeah. Did he lie about there ever being a show booked in the first no, place? No, no, no. He, that he didn't do. I don't know how much money he lost that night. But anyway... Same guy became an Alex Jones conspiracy guy. Oh, God. And he loves lies. Like, no, he's always loved to lie. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with dinosaurs, yeah. finding Bigfoot, and black lives not mattering. If Those Mrs. are his things. <laughs> okay. If Mrs. And McGregor were real, she'd probably be really into QAnon, I think. <laughs> right? Probably. I don't think she would know any of it existed. True. She's too uh, self-absorbed. No, she would... She would Login to Facebook. She she seems more like someone that would sell like that tummy stuff on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Tummy Flat tea. Tummy tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. She'd she's still keto. into QAnon. She's still into QAnon. So anyway, uh, he had a video last week because he lives in Kenosha now. Mm-hmm. That got it was one of the viral videos that went viral on Sunday. Wait, was of, he one of them that filmed it or he just posted it? He has a conspiracy show. Oh God! In Kenosha. And one of the videos kind of takes down. It's one of the ones that accidentally shows that the cops were giving water to Rittenhouse. Uh-huh. That was one of it. So it has his thing is like, I got over 3 million views. And it's like, uh, yeah, bitch, because you showed the cops giving water to uh, a murderer. Terrorists? Yeah. Right. But he also uh, <laughs> just tweets out anti Black Lives Matter stuff all the Like, he's a horrible person. Like, he's always sucked. I've always hated this guy. Yeah. He should have fucked his hot ass girlfriend back when when he was seventeen. He'd probably be a much better person if he had. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've always hated him. His name is Chris Harris. You can look him up. Like okay. Chris Chris Don T Harris. That's his name. Like it's hey Chris Don, come on the podcast. Yeah, I will come fight on. you. 
I will fight you to your death. <laughs> we'll, we'll call Very you. Very special yeah. episode of Are You There, Pod. I no, I went on his thing and tried. I said, I know you. You are a liar, and like tried to fight with him. This wasn't recently. This was mm-hmm. a couple years ago, when uh-huh. he was doing other like psychotic, uh, racist shit, and he was like, "Huh, always nice to have the trolls around." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you God. should start. You should start replying with like really personal stuff that only you would know. Like, hey, what about that voicemail from uh, from the Blink One Eighty Two? I voice? mean, he's a he's a liar guy. Liars guy just keeps lying about. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why you cannot you can't argue with or talk to liar people because they'll just keep they're psychotic. Mm-hmm. It just they'll lies just on top lying. of lies. They just paste Which, over lies with other. Yeah, lies. like you. Sh- yeah. You should probably not still be friends with Lillian. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no, yeah. yeah. And, like at the end of this book, it's not a happy ending because no. No. she has been twisted. Her mind has been twisted by Lilina or whatever her bullshit <laughs> name is. You know, what I mean? like yeah. it, it, it. It's a sad ending because shut up, Oscar. You're the twisted one that they should kick it out of the ass. I'm kidding. Oscar's Look, a good if, boy. If, right, leave the if, I was, if, if I was still podcasting in the spot, I'd be like, "Hey, come here, Oscar." You'd be yeah, trying to take you pictures would. of him. Come here. You'd be oh. taking pictures of him for I would have gotten my sweet pics right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, stop. Uh, okay, calm down. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will just say that uh, if you know someone in your life that is a liar person mm-hmm. and they can't stop lying and they won't, kick them out. Gotta go. Cut them off. Them. Cancel them. Cancel. So, Josh? <laughs> Two. Two hooves? Two hooves. Don't like yeah. it. Did not like it. Did not enjoy it. Yeah, I think Betty should have stuck with spooky stories um, about murders and dollhouses or whatever. I can't remember what I gave it on Goodreads. Um, and since we use my phone to Skype, uh, I can't look it up. I don't know, but yeah. I'm going to give it two hooves as well. It was actually kind of dull. And the cover makes it look so so full of possibility and wonder. And then what it really the cover is does look good <laughs> what it really is is a damn disappointment so i anyway we we it. thought it was gonna be great mm-hmm. oscar no sorry i tried to put oscar on my lap to calm him down and he that's that did not work out well yeah now you're covered in oscar hair i it i don't know yeah i i would like to discuss this book with a liar guy i would have liked to have Kristan T. Harris on the podcast. He, lots of good people on both sides of this book. My parents unironically said both have done both sides a lot today. Of course, boomers no. love it. They love to say both sides are equal. Oh, okay, yeah. here's what I'll say, and I don't want to talk about politics anymore, so I shouldn't. But like, the only thing I keep saying to my parents is none of this. I'm sorry, it does not matter if if a random person in Walmart sees your MAGA hat and says you're a piece of shit. Versus, it's all about power, and they have power. You know what I mean? Like they don't get that. There, 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 there is a huge difference between Trump telling cops they can rough up people and someone being like "fuck you" because you're yeah. wearing a, a MAGA hat. That's mm-hmm. not that. That's not a one to one thing, right? And that's what they don't get. Is I don't know. I, everyone, everyone needs to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, what d- dictatorship is not on an equal footing with uh somebody being mean to you in the store i'm sorry i'm sorry but there is a right to call you an asshole mm-hmm. and th- there's Amendment, nothing protecting maybe. you from saying fuck off well uh so next month 
next next episode, buddy. Yeah. I sent you. Uh, I sent you some stuff. That's what I'm looking at. I'm yeah. looking at this cover and I'm scared for what this is. Blake, do you not remember I our friend remember uh, Taffy, Taffy Sinclair looking like she don't give a shit? I remember Taffy Sinclair and her. <laughs> Look at her bazooms. living her best life. Hashtag blessed. That's what Taffy is. They don't look that big on the cover. Like she's in probably Blake, sixth we're not grade. Looking at boobs. Stop it. That was her thing, right? Well, last time it looked, she's like looking. Look at her, like running her fingers through her hair, being like, "Don't give a fuck." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haters gonna hate. That's mm-hmm. what Taffy is saying. That's what she's doing. I love my. And haters. you know what the haters are doing, Blake? They are hating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Gonna hate. I don't think Bitch Squad has gotten better. What's this book called? It is called Taffy Sinclair. What is she doing? Striking again. She strikes again. Yeah, give us a taste of it from the back. I'm look. Okay, that's what I have told. Anyway, sure. Taffy that's Sin- what every woman has ever asked me is in this my a, life. Is this a direct sequel to the one you did yes. called Yes, uh, Taffy Sinclair Club? The yeah. Against Taffy Sinclair Club. Yes. Okay. This came out four years after uh, Empire Strikes Back, so I can only assume that Taffy Sinclair Strikes Again is a play on that. Sure, Taffy Sinclair was gorgeous, but it was time she had a little competition. That's what Jaina and her four sixth-grade friends are out to give her when they form a new club called the Jana. Fabulous Five. Jana. The Fabulous that five. Five. Uh, five. Where have I heard that before? Copyright much? But when the club's third meeting ends in disaster, Jana finds she has four new enemies. And with enemies like these, there's only one friend worth having. The terrible Taffy herself. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is gonna be good. Uh, can ready. I read you a blurb from 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 the crits? Yeah. Let's Did look. they like this? The critics. I let's mean... see what Instructor Magazine had to say. Be sure to read the Against Taffy Sinclair Club. What a funny story! Exclamation mark. So cleverly cleverly written and so utterly believable. But... A real treat. Instructor Magazine. All your fifth grade teachers are here. Raves, raves for this book. So this, pretty excited. I mean, if if there's, I don't know if the Nobel for Literature is mm-hmm. running through the same problems mm-hmm. that the uh, Oscars are going to have this year with mm-hmm. little output, but maybe I don't know if you can do for this. For your consideration, Pos- for your yes. consideration, Betsy a posthumous uh, Wait, award. For- I think she's still alive. We need to get her on. Betsy Haynes. I think we had this discussion last year. So someone this time we're getting someone her. check, make sure she hasn't been in a uh, in a nursing home that's overrun with COVID. Make, make sure, sure she's, she's not a Nazi. Make, yeah, that too. Oh, let's not let's confront her about her Nazi. <laughs> and uh let's see if we can get her on the show. But uh Here's what I'm saying. This is the time. Everyone is stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go Everyone back, zoom. go to the go to the Are You There Pod archives and find our first episode, uh, the Against Taffy Sinclair Club. Refresh your memory with the young ladies that hated Taffy Sinclair. They did not like her because her. You, you can't know. see Jessica doing. She's doing gigantic motions towards her breast. Chest over here. She's I, making the most. Uh, I respect women too much to keep looking God. or to comment on it. She had large. She developed breasts. I don't I know what size we, they were, but she developed breasts. I think we established at some point they were biggins. <laughs> well, you uh, did. We, we don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's our next Well, based book. on this cover, they aren't that big. <laughs> 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 Gross. 
their milk. What were they? Anyway, I, I do like that. I, I, I will probably talk about Diver Wimpy Kid a lot next time because mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand it more. Okay. Why? I probably talked to 20 people about it yesterday. So. Okay. Why? Okay. I've never read them, but cool. That's... I just like got a bunch of stuff for it. Yeah, he got it for it in a Pitted Bookstore Day. So it's still a thing. It's still a. Yeah, yeah, but it's different because Taffy Sinclair is moving up. And you know what else is moving up? Oh my God! Cut that uh, out. I, 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 wait, okay. I took my mic down. Yeah, but I, I could, could hear it. it. I could okay. hear it yeah, just we, fine. We could hear it. But I'll cut it. All right. So, anyway, uh, next time Taffy Sinclair strikes again, uh, don't forget to uh, you know rate and review our podcast if you have a second. I think we only have two more. Maybe reviews. not. If you listen to the last five. Minutes. Two more reviews we need to get Josh to read my sweet Audrina. Yeah. So come on, people. write that up, guys. Write that up. Make him do it. Um. Yeah. Uh. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow yeah. us on Instagram or at Are You There Pod. I am horrible about posting, so at least I won't clog up your feed. So there's that. That's a plus for us. Yeah, that's that's but a good. We should try to post more because okay. it's good stuff. I guess. Uh. Also, Blake, do you have anything you want to suggest? I have a new podcast that we're still trying to get people to listen to. <laughs> it's called. More of That presents Discographology. More of That is the name of my band. And my band talks about bands in this podcast. And we talk about discographies. And that's why it's called Discographology, the study of discographies. You should listen to it. Have have you thought about making an easier title for someone to find (laughs) or search? or No. uh, Okay. No. Uh, Just type in more of that. It comes right up. Type in Discographology. Here's how you do it. Take the can, word. can I tell you that I've tried to find that on <laughs> I tried to find that on Twitter, couldn't find it, and if, only followed back when it followed me. Yeah, that we do have nice. a Twitter. Uh mm-hmm. type in type the word discography, remove the Y at ology. <laughs> <laughs> this is so complicated. Just type in more of that. It comes right up. I uh, promise. Does it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh the most recent episode that I listened to and it was about In Utero, which is a really great album. Yeah, we did by Nirvana. By a little, a little band called Nirvana. We did Nirvana, and we're going to do some other fun stuff real soon. So mm-hmm. They're doing the boss tone soon. So. Josh yeah. will be on for no. those eps. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. No. I, it's only just me talk, monologuing about the boss tone. <laughs> Everyone else just listens as yes. Josh waxes poetic about what what was tones. What was my idea for a name of a podcast earlier? Change it to that. Good Morning Sinners. Did we, yeah, change it to that. Did we, we didn't. We didn't do that cool, clueless Instagram post that we wanted to do. This is a crime. I'm going to work on that. Man, we we got to do that. Yeah. Look, I've been very uninspired lately, okay? You don't need inspiration. We already know what it's going to be. It doesn't oh matter. Oh, my God. Oh, Why let's wrap it up. Yell let's at keep, me. Let's keep it under two hours. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we need to say, Josh? Don't forget, arrest the cops. All the cops. That's my sign-off. That's it. Don't forget, arrest the cops, all the caps. Oh, also make sure you register to vote, please, 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 and actually go out and vote or do the mail-in crap. But I would recommend going out and voting if you can in person. Please. Yes, Trump needs your vote. So it's... please, 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 Josh. MAGA, stay. <laughs> Josh. Not funny. I got it. Not funny. Put on, put on your red hat. Get out there. Intimidate people. <laughs> get it done. Voter suppression, folks. Man, they are going to voter suppress, though. No joke. Well, this is so we're so fucked. No matter what, he he's already ordered cops to be out there at polls. Like mm. anyway, eh. like 
Fox News had a meltdown because two of the new Black Panthers were hanging out in one polling place. They in 20 uh 2008 and they had a meltdown for five anyway whatever anyway if you see cops there being like yep yeah, going in supporting our president thumbs up and then just go vote him out <laughs> please please vote him out okay that's it so until next time uh see you later horse girls bye Okay, I'm going to read some lyrics from Roland to get us going. All right, partner, keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Throw your hands up, ladies and gentlemen. Chocolate starfish, keep on rolling, baby. And then you can you can intro. Chocolate starfish. Limpetio was so gross. Make sure you get that chocolate starfish reference in there. Right. You're like, uh, well, that was the, the name what, of the well, album. Yeah, though. it was, it right. was uh, chocolate right. starfish was, and the hot dog flavored water. If I remember just disgusting. correctly. No, one you do, and I'm sorry that that exists in your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, rem- I remembered it, and yeah, I remembered it. Oh, it, it, the joke was, ew, it means butthole. <laughs> and and penis. Yeah. Hot dog flavored water, I always thought it well, meant. I think I the other one is just, whatever, a refer- yeah. just a reference to hot dog water, like at the gas station. <laughs> I thought it was a wiener semen thing. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's obviously what it is, but it's funnier if it is like, at the ball game on Dollar uh, Hot Dog Night, <laughs> there's water left over. God, I don't even know where Blake's going to put this content, but anyway. At the end. <laughs> <laughs>